Lord Jesus, we're not content to have the kind of relationship with you tomorrow that we had yesterday. We're asking that you would bring us higher up and further in our relationship with you and that we know you because of what happens here tonight. And Lord, we, we love the people in this room. We love what, well, the, the stuff that we're going to learn. But Lord, that's not enough. We want you. We want to be close to you. Will you help us to get there tonight? In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Okay, you guys can sit down. And uh, once we, one, one more plug for what we do during the week is on Tuesday afternoons at 3 o'clock, we've got something called Bible Q&A that wasn't up here. But, um, you know, almost every day I've got a couple of texts from different people asking me questions about, you know, what does the Bible say about this or that. If you guys come on Tuesday afternoons at 3 o'clock, we do Bible Q&A. People, I don't plan for that. I don't prepare. But people ask all kinds of questions. And uh, I think the people who come to that have really grown in understanding what the Bible's about. So, what we're studying tonight and what we're continuing to study is the book of Luke. The account of Dr. Luke on the life of Christ is a historical account about what Jesus said and what he did. Remember we started, Jesus was setting up a kingdom. He came to set up a kingdom. He called these guys together to be a part of his team to influence the world. He spent a few years teaching them, training them, so that after, they, after he left, they would go out and they would train other people who would train other people who would ultimately train the people who have the cornerstone. That's what we're in the process of being trained so we can train others to love him. That's the goal, to love him. And so what we're, what we're looking at tonight is Luke 22. And uh, last week we talked about this Passover meal, and we're just going to back up a little bit and just re- get a little, by way of review. Verse 20 of Luke chapter 22. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. You guys remember we talked about, we talked about what the cup meant. This cup is the cup of my blood, which is poured out for you. But the hand of him who is going to be betraying is with mine on the table. What Jesus is saying here is that the guy who's going to betray me, there's going to be one of my friends right here that's sitting at the table with, with us right here, who's a part of our team, who's going to stab me in the back. The result of that is I'm going to die. That's what Jesus is telling them. The Son of Man, speaking of himself, that's what he calls himself, the Son of Man, the Son of Humanity, the Child of Humanity, will go as it has been decreed. But whoa, bad news for the person who betrays it. Now, that's what we ended last week. Now I want you guys to see what happens next, okay? Verse 23, they, meaning the people who are in this upper room, they begin to question among themselves which of them it might be who would do this. Jesus just said that he's going to be betrayed by one of them. And they're going... Wow. See, I want you to see the reaction. The reaction of everybody when Jesus tells them he's going to be betrayed by one of the people in the room. What's, what's their emotion? Surprise. They're upset, right? But what I want you guys to notice is they don't seem so upset about Jesus dying. I mean, it's just like they, keep, they, keep, they still think he's being allegorical or something when he's talking about dying. He's been telling them, I'm not, we're going to Jerusalem, I'm going to die. And they're like, nah, that's not really going to happen. So now they're hours away from him being put to death. And he tells them, again, I'm being betrayed tonight by one of you guys. I'm going to die. And they're upset. But I want you guys to notice their emotional response. Their emotional response is they go into defense mode. Their biggest concern seems to be what everybody else in the room thinks about them. Jesus, what are you guys? What are you guys going to be doing? And it's like, Imagine, imagine if I just like if I start talking about something that somebody did, somebody came to my office and stole my cup that cast maybe, and everybody's like, "This was me, wasn't me? It was him, right?" So this is what these guys are doing. I mean, they're like they're like trying to cover themselves. They're not worried about Jesus. They're worried about about how everybody else. 
I'm his greatest. Okay, I want you to think about what that might have been like. Okay, so I need some help from some of you guys. Okay, so you guys know who you are, who's helped me. I don't even know who they are because I think Luke arranged it. But I want you guys to, to imagine what it was like when Jesus explains this and how this evolved into them talking about who's greatest. Okay? No way, Jesus. I would never betray you. Like, what's going to happen? How's that going to happen? Well, my Lord, I'm sure. I hope you carry your pack. No, how dare you? I put my wife, my kids, and my business. How can I? I mean, I, would, I certainly would have seen the glory of the Lord shine upon him. What? I brought him... I brought him that food that he fed all those people with, and, and that cripple over there. I healed him. Yeah, but you think you're so special. Two people have walked on water, and I'm one of them. <laughs> I'm trustworthy. You believe me? Hey, you guys all know I'm the greatest. No, I'm the greatest. You believe me. I can help you. Progression is someone's blank. There's some, there's a culprit in our midst, and the, the, the what happens next is everybody's like defense mode. Like, wasn't me? It wasn't me. And then immediately, what they do is, I want you guys to notice, they start comparing themselves to each other. It's like, he might do that, but I won't do that. He might deny Jesus, but I would never do that kind of thing. This, this comparison. Comparison of who I am compared to who that person is, and that down spirals downward into thinking I'm really better than somebody else. Okay? You guys know what this is like? You guys seen this kind of thing? You ever in a situation where it's like all of a sudden somebody's challenging your goodness? How all of you know that you're not great people? And you should know that. But as soon as I say that, there's people like, I mean, have a Jessica, you're sure not as good as... No, I better not say this. Okay. <laughs> See, I can't even do it. But you know what it's like? You somebody, when somebody attacks somebody else, like, man, I can't believe what you did. I can't believe that you just, 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 don't let me see again. Get out of here. I can't stand it. You know what? When, when somebody's trained unfair, everybody comes to that person's defense, right? I was going to see a, a quick video clip. This is from some movie. I don't know the name of the movie. I don't want you to know the name of the movie because I don't think it's a good movie. But the video clip came up when I, when I searched for it on YouTube. So I, I want you guys to play that. That's okay. Brilliant. No, it's okay. It's probably not good on fish anyway. But my dad's king of the castle, so if he wants fancy sauce, he should. No, he can, right, if he Dale, wants fancy he... sauce, he can make his own bath. So you know what? Today, when you were driving around, Dale was telling me that he's really into kung fu, and I was telling him that you're really into kung fu as well. I have a green belt. <laughs> Read it and weep. I don't believe in belts. 
There should be no ranking system for toughness. But one time I wrestled a giraffe to the ground with my bare hands. Not true, Dale. Don't be ridiculous. Dale, what have you been working on recently? Well, I manage a baseball team. Little League? Fantasy League. <laughs> Why don't you take a picture? It'll last longer. Why don't you stop being so confrontational, Dale? I'm not the one staring at me. So, Brennan, how about you? I know you used to work at PetSmart. Hmm? That's right, Mr. Doback. Uh, call me Robert. That's right, Robin. Robert. <laughs> Robin. Actually, Brennan is a really talented person. He's a very gifted singer. I'm really, really good. How good? I've been called the songbird of my generation. <laughs> the people who've heard me. That good. Uh, the only trick is, is that Brennan's very <laughs> particular about who he sings in front of. So uh, I'm his mom, for example. I've only heard him sing twice. It's funny that you say that, because I can sing too. In fact, I'll sing right now. Okay, that's, I think that's far enough. <laughs> Have you guys been in those situations? The awkward situation at the Thanksgiving dinner table and somebody says something and everybody's like, now nobody's talking, right? And, and what's your feeling? I mean, that's what you guys think about. What is the reason that you feel like you need to defend yourself? It's like pride. But you feel like the, what they're thinking about me isn't right, and I need to fix their attitude towards me. And if I don't fix it, nobody's going to stand up for me, so I better do it. I'm not really as bad as you think I am. And I'll just tell you why, because I think you're even worse. In fact, I'm going to tell you the things that you did best so that you can know that you're not as good as I am. You guys know what that's like? Have you guys ever felt that way before? That's what's going on here. I mean, J Jesus is about to die, and his buddies are there yelling at each other about how much better they are, how much worse somebody else is than them. And Jesus, like he always does, even in your life, in my life, he takes this opportunity as a teaching moment. Look at verse 25, what he says. Verse 25, he's, Jesus says to them, Guys, listen, the kings of the Gentiles lorded over them. And those who exercise authority over them call themselves benefactors or protectors. What Jesus is talking about is the system of the world. This hierarchical, what is the word? Hierarchical system in the world. The, the, the chain of command in the world. And you guys see it at your workplaces? Right? You see it in the schools. You see it in your families. You see it even among your friends. I mean, you, you remember the, fr the friends groups that you had in high school especially? And there was one guy, he was, he, was, he was the guy who made the decisions. He was the boss guy, right? You guys know what I'm talking about? Maybe you had good friends, but I remember I was like, there were no friends that I had like, guys, this is what we're doing, and nobody can say no because he's the boss, because he proved that he was the toughest of everybody. And Jesus is sitting here saying, guys, that's not the way it is in the world. You guys know what it's like to feel that. Like, I, I know the way the world should be. I know the way I want it to be. And I'm, I wish I was in control so I could tell the people what they're supposed to do and how they're supposed to think. Right? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, Kiana, Kiana doesn't mind when I talk about her, so I'll talk about her. When she was little, she'd say, in my world, this is how we're going to do it. I was like, you're aware it's your world, girl. <laughs> but you guys know the feeling. Now, what she said when she was five years old, so many of you still think when you're 25 or 20. It's like, I want the world to be like this, and if I can just get control over other people, then I'm going to make it happen. And Jesus is talking to us, even us tonight. Now, here's the deal. It's not just, it's not just that we want to be great. It's not just that these guys on the, on the video want to be great, and these guys who were acting out, and the, the disciples wanted to be great. They wanted to be greater than the other people around them. Mm. Here's the deal. Is it, do you guys want to be great? <laughs> Yes! I want you to be great people. I want you to be excellent. Jesus wants you to be excellent. I want you to be great at doing your, at, at being you in this world. I mean, nobody can be like Logan except Logan. Right? And, uh, can anybody try? Okay, Banner's going to try to be like Logan. Let's see.
What Jesus said, the person who's gray up there should be like the youngest. Who's the youngest person here? Violet, Banner, maybe Banner. Okay, okay, you guys should be like Banner. Okay. Well, Jesus, Jesus isn't just saying you guys should be like Banner. Jesus is saying, th think about a kid. You guys know what a kid's like? You know, all of us struggle with this pride thing. And even kids struggle with the pride thing, but the kids struggle with it in a different way. Because you ever notice how you treat a kid like dirt one minute? And five minutes later, they're your best friend? You guys know what we're talking about? Yeah. I mean, they, they are quick to forgive, and they're not trying to impress you. Got the finger in their nose, right? <laughs> right? Right? I mean, they're not trying to impress you. They're, they're content at being excellent, being the, the greatest at who they are without trying to be like you. Yeah. And what Jesus is saying is you guys want to be the greatest? You need to be like the kid who, who really isn't living their life concerned about what everybody else thinks of them. The greatest among you should be like the youngest and the one who rules like one who serves. Think about the people that rule. Think about the people that rule your life. Your boss. Who's got a nice boss? Who's got a rotten boss? Okay. Okay. So you know what this is talking about. Imagine that your boss could catch the understanding of this. That that boss would serve you instead of trying to just tell you how you're supposed to be. This is what Jesus said. The way it is in the kingdom is that the person who has authority is the person who serves those people who they are in authority over. Verse 27, for who is greater? Jesus asked the question now. Think about the answer to this question. Who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Who's, who's, uh, who's a waiter here, a wait, waitress? Okay. Who's, who's greater, the one who's serving or the one at the table? Well, in, in this case, at Olive Garden, the person at the table is supposedly more important, right? That's what they're paying you to do. To treat that person as the most important person, and what you want doesn't matter. It's like if you're if they if they catch you sitting down eating with eating with the, the people, like hey, give me give me money or stuff, man. Okay, and they're like, no way, no way, because the idea, what Jesus is saying, is the idea is the person who's serving is not all that important in the world's eyes. But he's like, look, I've got something different to show you, because look here. I am among you as one who serves. Get the picture here, guys. King of the universe, the creator of the universe, the one who deserves all honor and has all authority, has all power, deserves everything, has a right to anything. That person becomes human, and he, this night, we don't read about a loop in the book of John, we read about him. He takes the stinky feet of these people who are about to deny that they even know him and he washes the horse poop and everything else from the street off their feet. We've washed, I've washed people's feet before here in this room. But I've, I've never had to wash feet that were like their feet. <laughs> dirty, stinking feet that just came from dirty roads. He washed their feet. And what Jesus is saying is, in, in my kingdom, this is how we do things. The hierarchy, what's the word? The hierarchy is flipped upside down. The chain of command is flipped upside down. And the higher you grow in leadership, the more people you serve. <coughs> okay, let's just let's talk about the difference between kingdom idea 
of leadership and the world idea of leadership. Kingdom idea of this hierarchical structure and the world's idea of it. Okay, so in the world, guys, just think about this. In the world, the higher you climb, the more people serve you, right? That's the, that's the way the world thinks. Yep. I mean, wouldn't you like to be the CEO? <laughs> then you got all these people who do what you command. In the kingdom, Jesus' kingdom, what's, how is it? The, the higher you grow, the more up the chain of command you go, just the more people you serve. Remember what Jesus said in Mark 10, 43? Whoever wants to be great among you, whoever wants to be great at that cornerstone must be your servants. And whoever wants to be first, who wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man, speaking of himself, did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. That's good. It's great. You guys are called to serve each other. And, you know, we've got these discipleship houses, and you guys learn that there. It's like, man, they got, you got people that are irritated living with you. <laughs> and you realize by living with ten guys, that you're there to serve. And there's, there's things that you, can, you can't learn about following Jesus without serving other people. Okay, in the world, let's talk about motivation. In, in the world, the motivation for power and success is so often accumulation of wealth, right? The guy who's the greatest, the person who got the most stuff, most cool stuff, coolest iPod, the coolest computer, the coolest car, the coolest house, the coolest wife, the coolest boat. Jesus' strategy, Jesus' kingdom, the kingdom way of doing things is as you grow in kingdom authority and responsibility, and the goal becomes giving away as much as you can to help as many people as you can. Guys, that's kingdom, that's the kingdom mindset. Are you in the kingdom? If you're in the kingdom, if you're growing in the kingdom, that's gonna be your mindset. I'm growing in responsibility, I'm growing in success, I'm growing in excellence. That means that I'm taking the, the accumulation of wealth, and I'm passing on to help people. That's the goal. Now, so, sometimes I think we, we don't quite get this. Like, well, we'll give away a little bit. No, the goal is that the person who gives the most away in this life is the winner. <laughs> I want you guys to be winners. Okay? How about when it comes to the whole idea of fame or self-recognition? In the world, the goal, goal the, the world's idea of advancement is me, self-recognition. Don't you love it when your name is announced? Tony Renteria! Guitarist! Yeah! yeah. 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 Right. Was anybody here last week when Tony led worship? Yeah. Who was here? Yeah. Who was here last week? Whether or not you noticed that it was Tony leader or not. Okay. It was good, right? Yeah. It was good. It was excellent. And Tony's going to be mad at me because I pick, he thinks I'm picking on him. I'm not picking on him, man. It was good last week. And it feels so good. I mean, you know, when, when, when somebody says your name and, and admits in front of other people how good you did, it's just like, oh, thank you. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being thankful, to admit, feeling good at admitting what you've done well. But that's not the goal. The goal is glory to Jesus. Tony wasn't up here playing music last week because he he wanted us to sing Tony's praises. Mm. Did anybody have a, a praise to Tony song? <laughs> Nobody wrote a praise to Tony song? Of course not! We don't sing praise to Tony songs. The goal is not praise to Tony. Yeah. Right? 
The goal is praise to Jesus. And the, the Jesus' kingdom style, the kingdom goal is bringing praise to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. World's idea of advancement and success and all is glory to me. Kingdom idea is glory to Jesus. Bypass me. You don't have to remember me at all. How about as we think about just your, your whole life, the significance of your life? Okay. Do you have anybody who Xerxes was? Yeah. It was an international student who was here a few years ago, but not that Xerxes. Um, <laughs> and, and Xerxes in the Bible. You guys know Xerxes in the Bible, right? Yeah. Okay. Xerxes in the Bible, you guys remember in history, Herodotus wrote about what he did. What was his big feat? No, that was Cyrus. Good, pretty close. <laughs> Cyrus is successful. Yeah, Xerxes, you guys remember? He, he, he attacks Greece, remember? He goes to Greece, and he, he's, got, he's got more men in his militia than you guys have, can imagine. I mean, he's, got, he's got men in his militia, so he stands on a mountain one day, and just before they attack Greece, and he looks out and he sees just this army of men ready to serve him. And you know what he does? He starts to cry like a baby. He cries. He cries uncontrollably. It's worth reading Herodotus. It's worth reading Herodotus, guys. Um, and his, his generals are freaking out. They're like, what is going on with our king? And finally, one of them gets the guts to ask him, what's going on? And he's just, he's having a pity party. And he says, it doesn't matter how great I become. Because 100 years from now, people won't even hardly remember my name. <laughs> and he's crying over it. Well, the fact is that people do remember his name. Well, you don't pay much attention to it. I mean, some of you guys knew his name, but you didn't really know much about him. But we long, in the world, the system of the world, the advancement system of the world, longs for recognition. I can't, you know, I, I, there's times where I've thought, 100 years from now, nobody's going to remember Steve Hedlund. But you know what? It's okay, because this, I'm not working for Steve Hedlund's recognition. We long to have some significance in the world. But that's in the world. In the kingdom. The kingdom way is we don't care whether people remember my Steve Hedlund or not because they're not going to. What I'm longing for is that the people of the world will remember Jesus' name because of my life. That's what I'm working for. That's kingdom mentality. And you know what? Within that, I also, the person who's in the kingdom, the kingdom way of thinking is all I want is for Jesus to if Jesus will remember my name, nobody else does, but those people remember his name, then I was successful. I advanced and I made it big. Okay? How about just in the area of self-preservation? Just like we talked, we saw these guys up here. As soon as they're like, man, I'm, I'm a green belt. And the guy's like, you're ready to fight and fight him. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about, think about your, the whole idea of self-preservation. In the world, self-preservation is everything. You buy insurance for your car, you buy insurance for your house, you buy insurance for your kids, you buy insurance for your health, you buy insurance for your death. And then uh, probably there's probably other, yeah, that's right, you're an insurance man. So anybody want to buy insurance, buy it from Nick. Okay. Why are you guys laughing? Sign them up, man. Okay. So I mean, we got insurance for everything. So we live in this whole attitude from the world. The world system is self-preservation. And when it comes to Jesus, the kingdom way of thinking, What's kingdom way of thinking as far as my life? Romans, two, uh, Acts, Acts, 20, Acts 20, verse 24, I think. Acts 24, 20. Paul says, I don't consider my life worth anything. 
My life isn't worth beans. If only I can finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the gospel of God's grace. What's the worth of your life? How would you measure the worth of your life? In the world, it's measured by all. What's Noel's worth? Anybody want to know what Noel's worth? You're a rich man, right? I mean, isn't this what, does the world measure the, wealth, the, the worth of somebody by how much they have? Haven't you guys heard that before? Yeah. yeah. Like Paul McCartney's worth, what, $500 million or something like that, right? Like, well, that's the worth of your life? No. Paul says the worth of your life only can be measured by how successful you are in proclaiming the gospel of Jesus. That's kingdom way of thinking. Okay, world way of thinking when it comes to self-gratification Satisfaction, world way of thinking, world system is we use people to help us get satisfied. Right? I mean, we, most people won't admit that, but that's the way, world's way of thinking. Kingdom way of thinking is I use my life to bring satisfaction to other people. I'm alive to bring good to the people of the world. Guys, I'm, I'm speaking to you. This is kingdom way of thinking. This is not optional. Now, you might, you might not be there yet, but this is where Jesus has taken us. This is where Jesus has taken the people of Cornerstone, that we're growing in this and we're becoming people who give our lives for other people. My time, my energy, my money. In the world, that's for me. My time's for me. I deserve it. My energy, I'm going to spend my energy on me. Jesus' way of thinking, this, this life is for him. Let's look at verse 26 again. You guys aren't going to be like the way the world thinks. You guys aren't going to be like the world thinks. Do you guys hear this? The world over there is trying to squeeze you into a way of living and a way of thinking that is contrary to what Jesus is teaching us. You guys aren't to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you here at the cornerstone should be like the youngest, the one who rules, like the one who serves. This is Jesus' words. For who is great? The one who's is at the table of the one who serves. Once again, Jesus says, I'm here to serve you. So where do you stand in this? Look at verse 28. How did the disciples stand in this? Do you think they understood all this? Do you think, how, what grade would you give them? <laughs> B minus. I don't know. But they didn't pass the test. But look at what Jesus says to them. This is amazing. Is this, is this weird or what? Jesus says, and you guys, they just have, they're just all fighting about who's the greatest. <laughs> totally disregarding his, his way of living and teaching. And he says to them, look at verse 28. You guys are those who have stood by me in trials. You guys looking at that? Is that weird or what? Why does Jesus say this? He's about to die. One of his disciples is about, is, is about to stab him in the back. The other disciples are all going to run away from their lives. And he, Jesus says, you guys are the ones who stood by me in trials. <laughs> Have they stood by him? <laughs> kind of. I mean, they left, they left their homes. They left their businesses. They're kind of away from their families. They've kind of sacrificed some dreams. But a few hours, they got abandoned him. But I want you guys to see. This is what I want you guys to see about Jesus. Jesus is, is excellent. Jesus doesn't focus on all their faults. This is the good news for us here. Jesus doesn't focus on their faults, and that's the way Jesus is, right? I mean, he knows how fickle you guys are. 
We love Jesus. We all raise our hands. We pray. We, and, then we, and then tomorrow we act like we never even know him. Right? And yet, when he sits down with you and talks about your relationship, like, hey, let's talk about our relationship, Steve. You know what he says to you? You're like, oh, no, here we go. He's going to bring up all those things that I did wrong. And you know what he says? He's like, Julia, thank you for standing by me in everything this week. And you're going, does he not know? <laughs> did he not see? But that's like Jesus. Guys, that's what's going on here. Yeah. I mean, we're like, instead of, instead of being like your friends are like, like we are each other, like you didn't call, you didn't text, you didn't let me know where you were. I can't believe that you were 30 minutes late. And then when, and you just totally stood me up. And Jesus is like, after all that, he's like, you are my good friend. People of the cornerstone, I want you guys to hear Jesus' words to you. Jesus is looking at you as his good friend. Not all your stinking faults, not all the things that you did wrong. He's not talking about that. <coughs> Isaiah 43, I even I am he who blots out your transgressions remembers your sins no more. As bad as you treated him this week, he's not thinking about it. He looks at you, and as ironic it is, as it is, and even though he knows that you're going to mess up again, he looks at you and says, you're my friend, Nick. You stood by me. That's grace. And then he goes a step further. Check out what he does. Not only are you going like, yeah, right, Jesus. I'm not a good friend to you. He turns to them and he says in verse 29, look at this. And I confer on you a kingdom. I, I entrust you a kingdom. Not only are you guys, not only does he not talk about all of our stinking mess-ups, he says, you're my good friend, and because you're my good friend, I'm entrusting a kingdom to you. Just as my father entrusted it to me. Here, here the NIV doesn't quite get it right because it sounds like a different kingdom. It sounds, if you don't read this right, the kingdom that Jesus, that Jesus entrusts to his disciples is the kingdom that his father entrusted to him. In other words, Jesus says, I've been entrusted this kingdom, and guess what? I'm putting you guys in charge. I'm putting you guys in charge so that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on my thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Does that blow your mind or what? Yeah. Here these guys are about to just totally ignore Jesus about to stab him back, about to say, I don't even know the guy. And he's like, you guys are my friends, and I'm giving you promotion in the kingdom. Here's what I want you guys to get from all this. Jesus, they were arguing about how, how, who's the greatest. There's a system. There's a way that the world tells you to be promoted, to achieve excellence, to achieve fame in this world. And Jesus says, it don't work. You know what? It doesn't work. But there's a way of self-denial and of leaving all that stuff behind and following Jesus where you get to rule the kingdom. You guys here in this room are invited. I, I'm, I'm inviting you. Jesus is inviting you to be a part of the rulership of his kingdom. I'm not sure what all that means, but I know it's good. Jesus is inviting you. And the way to success, the way to, to high-level responsibility and authority is not the way of the world. It's following Jesus. It's following Jesus. Jesus includes you in the rulership of this planet. Because that's been his plan all along. His plan all along was take people who loved him and put them in charge. And you're invited to be a part of that. Jesus loves you guys. 
He's not thinking about Alderson. If we, if I don't, don't raise your hand, but if I ask you to raise your hand, because I don't want to embarrass you, but if I ask you to raise your hand and say, who, 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 who acted like they didn't love Jesus this week? We'd have a, a house full of hands because we've messed up. And Jesus doesn't, isn't talking about that tonight. We sang earlier, somebody said earlier, 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just, he forgives us our sins, and cleanses us from all unrighteousness. You know what? He's already forgiven you. You come to Jesus and say, Lord Jesus, I messed up, would you forgive me? And what does he say? Okay. Already have. Already have. So but the benefit of the, of the forgiveness of Jesus is only realized when we admit the things we've done wrong. So guys, let's just stand up and let's just tell the Lord that we love him, that we're thankful. Lord Jesus, we're, we just, we're, when we realize the truth of what you've done for us, that, we, that the world out there is trying and trying and trying for advancement and success, trying to climb the ladder of, of, of success in the world, and we realize that that's just, that, that's not the way, Lord, but that you've invited us into a relationship with you in which you consider us your friends, and you share this kingdom authority, this kingdom responsibility with us because you love us. Not because we deserve it, but because you love us. So, Lord, we just thank you for what you've done in our lives and what you're doing here. And we just ask for greater grace to love you, to follow you, to know you. And that this week we'd live like the ambassadors that you've called us to be. Not forgetting you, loving you more. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're a small group leader, would you raise your hand? I want you guys to see where our small group leaders are. If you guys need prayer, you can grab one of them or you can grab me and we'll be glad to pray for you. Otherwise, we're dismissed. Lunch tomorrow at 12.20. 12.20.